John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. And you may say, well, preacher, that's not very much scripture. That holds more meaning in it than I will ever be able to preach out. Jesus, wait. That's what I want you to think on this morning for this community. Jesus, wait. Let me just cover this story for you for a minute so that you'll get the context of where this comes from. Jesus knew this family well. And this was the scripture for Lazarus had died. Mary and Martha came and sent word for Jesus that his friend was sick and that he needed to come. But Jesus tarried two days before that he left the place that he was at to go back to Judea. And his disciples even worried when he told them that he was going to go back to Judea, that the Jews might seek to kill him. And if there was danger to be involved in you going somewhere to help someone, a lot of people would say, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to jeopardize my life or jeopardize what I've gained or put that on the line to help somebody else. But Jesus didn't do that, did he? He went. And when he was talking to his disciples, he told them that Lazarus was sleeping. And one of them said, well, if he sleepeth, he do well. And Jesus plainly told them, he said, Lazarus is dead. And one of them said, why, let us go that we may die with him also. This must have been a man that had a lot of influence. Lazarus must have been a man that was well thought of. He must have been a man that people loved and they, they cared for him. And so Jesus and his disciples went down to Judea. And when Martha heard that Jesus was come, she ran out to meet him. And she said, if you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And, and he said, I am. She said, I know also that in the resurrection he shall live. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Any man that believeth in me shall live again. And, uh, but he said this too, thy brother shall live. And so they went on down and Martha ran back and told Mary that she had been with Jesus. And, and Mary ran out and when the, when the Jews that were with there, and the Bible says in this chapter that many Jews went to be with this family during their time of loss. We've got to the time and the day in our world with this virus that's going on that we can't even have a funeral anymore. Oh, what a heartbreaking thought that we can't even gather and love our people in their time of need. I know there are other ways to reach out. You can send messages and you can, you can make phone calls and things like that. But what a time when we can't even gather to show our respect for somebody that's had an influence on our lives. Oh, a terrible time that we're in in this day and age. 
But they met there. And, and, and she ran out to the tomb. And whenever she got there, Jesus was there. And he saw her. And he saw her cry. And it touched him. And he saw the Jews cry. Folks, I know we can't gather within the walls like we used to right now. But we're still the church. We still love one another. And we've got each other till we make it home. Oh, Jesus, his, tr his spirit was troubled. And this scripture, we get to this scripture that I read in your hearing today. It says, Jesus wept. Now, I want you to know that God is not forsaken us. I want you to know that we still have what we call a Savior. You know what a Savior is? It's someone that picks you up when you're in trouble. It's someone that's there for you when it looks like there's no hope. It's someone that's there that can do the impossible. My friend, we've still got a Savior and His name is Jesus. Alright. Now this wasn't the first time that Jesus had seen Mary cry. If you read your Bibles, you can go back to a time when he was sitting there in the Pharisee's home and Mary came up behind him and she cried and washed his feet with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. What does that mean, preacher? Why is that of significance at all? I'll tell you why. In order to wash someone's feet, you have to get down and you have to get up. Or you have to fall on your knees. You have to lower yourself so that you're before them. And Mary did that. Why was Mary crying to wash his feet? Why was Mary crying and using her hair to dry his feet? Because she realized the sinner that she was. She realized how unworthy that she was and she was thankful that a Savior had come to redeem her from her, her sin. Are you thankful today for a Savior that's come to redeem you while we'd all be burning in hell if it wasn't for the Savior our friend Jesus. Oh, remember the time that guilt plagued your life. Remember the time that fear of hell was real and you were afraid to die lost and undone. Yet the Savior heard your cry. Yet Jesus saw your tear and it moved him to bring salvation your way. I'm so thankful that we have not a high priest that cannot be touched by the power of our infirmities. But he's, he's like us. He loves us. And it breaks his heart when we're in trouble. Jesus wept. Friend, we don't have a Savior that's uncaring. We don't have a Savior that just lets us live our lives and doesn't care whether Satan devours us or not. And he will. The Bible said that Jesus told Peter, Satan hath desired to sift you as wheat. And we read where Job was before the Lord and Satan appeared before the Lord and the Lord asked him, where have you been? He said, I've been going up and down and to and fro on the earth seeking whom I may devour. You're going to have bad days. I hate to tell you that, but bad things are going to happen in my life and in your life. But the best thing that we've got is a Savior that cares. Amen. 
the best friend that we've got. And I was talking with Sonia about her dad and telling her about my dad. My dad, I guess you'd say, is the best friend I've had on this earth. And it's not the same anymore. I can't talk to him like I used to. But if the day comes and he leaves this world, I'm here to tell you today I've got a friend that's thinking closer than a brother. I've got a friend that'll never leave me, that'll never forsake me. Oh, Apostle Paul said, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Jesus cares. Oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart is touched with my grief. I'm here to tell you today, when Jesus wept, he wept because he loved Mary and Martha and this family. He wept because the heart of the church was broken and he was the one person in the crowd that day that was able to do something about it. He said, roll away the stone. And when they rolled away the stone, he prayed and then he said, Lazarus, come forth. You may have had a broken heart along life's way. You may have laid someone down out here in this graveyard or somewhere in Cock County or East Tennessee. But let me tell you something. There will be a day if they trust in the Lord that their name will be called and they'll come forth and rise to meet him in the air. And so shall we ever be with the wife because Jesus when he cares and his family is his family and he loves his children. Amen. Oh, Jesus wept. We take a look around in this day and age. Husbands and wives. And they'll say things, they'll do things between one another. It may turn bitter. They may actually go their separate ways. But I'm here to tell you today, look at what we've done. Look at what America's done. We've laughed at him. We've scorned him. We've denied him. We've neglected to call on his name. And yet he still loves us. Yet he still cares. Yet he still has made a way of forgiveness. He's made a way that we can be redeemed. What a friend that we have in Jesus. A friend that which when we cry, his heart is broken too. Oh, I remember and they said the song just a minute ago and I thought how wonderful about the disciples that were in the ship and the sea was tossed and the wind drove them and they were afraid that the ship might sink and they went down and Jesus had his head on a pillow and they said, Master, careth not that we perish. Yes, he does. He, he stepped up and spoke the word and the storm says, whatever your storm is, when he speaks the word, it's got to cease. Jesus cares. He said, peace be still. I've been there when my heart was broken. I've been there in the middle of the storm and I've heard the words peace, be still and a peace fall over me and my trouble ended. He can do the same for you if you'll cry out to him. Amen. 
Jesus went. Oh. What did they say to Lazarus? What did Jesus say to do to him when he came forth? He was bound in the grave clothes, wasn't he? He said, loose him and let him go. I used to sing a song. Bobby and him may have sung it in time past. Nothing can hold me here. I'm headed home. When he calls my name, I'll rise. I may be out here in the grave. It might be today. I may look up and he'll roll the clouds back. But I'm here to tell you today, when he calls my name, I'm headed that way. The casket can't stop me. The ground above the casket can't stop me. I'm here to tell you today, when Jesus called, yes, oh, we don't serve a Savior that cannot be touched by the power of our infirmities. We don't serve one that's irrelevant, that doesn't care about us, that's gone on vacation, that's gone on a journey. He's one that loves us. That's why he's coming back. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you and if I go away I'll come again that I may receive you to myself and where I am there you may be also I'm going to live with him when this life is over oh friend Jesus wept now let me tell you about one other fellow you remember in the Bible, when the disciples, there's another time when the disciples were in a ship. They thought they saw a ghost and they were frightened. And Jesus said, it is I, fear not. You know, and I've made this statement many times. We're living in a world today where our children, our grandchildren, even approaching our great-grandchildren, have never seen the power of God. They've never seen the church in power. These men were afraid, and Jesus said, Be not afraid, it is I. And Peter said, Lord, if it be thou, bidst me come unto thee. And the Lord said, Come. Let me tell you, friend, he'll never turn you away. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. The Spirit saith, come. The bride say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. Let whosoever will come and drink of the water of life freely. Jesus is saying to you today, come. He wants you to have a life of peace. This virus may have driven you crazy with anxiety. You may be tore all up on the inside. You may have people in your own family sick. But Jesus has heard your cries. And he can speak peace if you'll call on him. And so Peter, and I know people discount Peter. I know they look down on him because he denied the Lord. He didn't do anything we've not done ourselves. Oh, give Peter credit. There were 11 disciples that sat still and stayed quiet. Today is the day you need to be Peter. 
Today is the day. It does not matter. Did you know? Well, here you are, preacher, with just 10 people in the church today. Let me tell you something. There's a mighty church that no man can number. And we need to get out of this building. You need to get out of your chair and be a Peter. You need to step out on faith and do what the Lord would have you to do because the time is nigh at hand and it won't be long and we'll see Jesus coming in the clouds of glory. Peter walked on the water. The impossible. That was 2,000 plus years ago. I'm 50, be 54 this year. I've never seen anybody walk on water. They've tried to explain natural phenomenon in the Bible. They can't explain that one. Peter went walking on the water to get to Jesus. But here's poor Peter ran into trouble, and it's where you and I will run into trouble. When we take our eyes off the Lord, and that's what's happened in our landed country, that's why we're in the shape we're in now. We've celebrated sin. We've said there is no God. We want to live how we want to live. And how dare you say anything that, that our lifestyle could be objectionable in any way, shape, or form. Let me tell you something. God's Word is forever settled in heaven. And it finds me just as guilty as it does you. And all I can do when it finds me is say, Lord, forgive me. Help me to get where you'd have me to be so that I could be a blessing to somewhere else along life's way. Peter took his eyes off the Lord. He began to look around at the waves that were over his head. He began to feel the wind blow through his hair. Oh, and he got a fright and he began to sink. When your eyes are off Jesus, you're headed for a downfall. But let me tell you something today. You know what happened to Peter? He cried out. Ain't it about time that you cry out to the Lord? He knows your voice. He hears, he sees your tears and he'll answer your prayer and he'll reach out his right hand to be to save you if you'll call on him. There's no need to fear. There's no need to worry. There's no need to go down in defeat. Trust Jesus and cry and he'll cry to you. He'll reach you. He'll call. Oh, he called Lazarus' his name and Lazarus came forth. He reached out his right hand for Peter and immediately Peter was saved in the ship when I was lost and undone without the Lord. I cried, Jesus, please save me. And immediately I was immediately I was saved in the old ship of time. I've been saved ever since. I've not feared hell anymore. There's no danger in it for me. I'm not going because Jesus reached out his hand for me. Oh, Jesus wept. You're not alone. Let, just think about this for a minute. Then I'll hush. <coughs> I thought about Mary at Jesus' feet there. Who are we? 
the Bible says we're just a handful of dust. And he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the person who was there when God said, let us make man. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And who are we that we would call on him? Just a handful of dust, something that most folks would break aside, something that most folks would dispose of. And yet God sent his son to die on the cross of Calvary for the likes of me and you. Yeah, Jesus, his son and our savior. When we cry a nothing and a nobody hears our cry and it breaks his heart and he answers our prayer. Thanks be to God. We got a Savior that'll shed tears for the likes of you and me. Jesus. Boy, if Satan will say nobody cares, he's a liar. He's a liar. If anything that's happened in the past few days, considering what we're going through, we've seen the humanity come out in people. We've seen the compassion come out in people. We've seen people donating food. We've seen people doing things that don't involve the dollar. We've seen people doing things that they didn't get paid for, but they were just doing it out of the kindness Amen. of their heart. The Bible says we're created in his image and in his likeness. So let's be a Peter. Let's get up. Let's get out. Let's step out on faith. Let's be a Lazarus. When he calls our name, let's get on up. Let's be a Martha and a Mary. When we're afraid and we don't know what to do, let's call on the Lord and let him hear our cry. Aren't you glad he heard your cry? Aren't you glad he heard you? He's not stopped listening. Now listen, there's been times, and you, you're guilty too, just admit it. There's been times I've gone through a form in a fashion when I tried to talk to him. Just a multitude of words and get up no different than I was when I got down. But every once in a while, it's not his fault, he's always listening. But every once in a while, with my heart, he's, the Bible says he's not of them that are ever broken heart and will save such as me of a contrite spirit. Every once in a while, with my heart is broken and I don't know what to do or where else to go, and I just sit down and it's me and him, and I begin to tell him exactly what's on my heart and cry to him. He talks back to me. Oh, he whispers sweet peace to me. Aren't you glad for a Savior that cares for us and loves us? Fred, you're not alone. Jesus loves you. You're not alone. You've got a church that loves you. The flesh in us tells us to worry. We can't gather like we traditionally did. 
And who knows how long it'll be till we can do that again. We can't do the things we traditionally have done. We had communion scheduled for the first Sunday that we didn't get to meet. Who knows how long it'll be till we can gather as a group and have communion together again. But I will tell you this. I'm covered in his blood. Amen. I'll tell you this. I tasted of his goodness. I felt him on the inside. I've had a little spiritual communion this morning. Oh, folks, hold on. Live on. Lift up his name. Be a Peter. Be a Martha. Be a Mary. Oh, be a Lazarus. But be most of all, be a Christian. He was sitting in a ruler's house and yet he made time for Mary the sinner. He gave sight to the blind man. He called out Zacchaeus' name, a man that people hated and went to abide with him. Who knows who the Lord has placed in your life today for you to step out of your comfort zone and be a Christian. Not everybody looks like me. Not everybody wears a tie and a suit. Not everybody has short hair like I do. Not everybody has tattoos. Some folks have tattoos. Some folks have piercings. But all need Jesus. All need Jesus. They all have a soul in need of salvation. They all need a Savior. And we can reach people right now by doing the simple things. By doing the simple things that we may never have reached sitting inside the four walls of the church. Oh, folks. Jesus is still there if you want. But that's the key. I heard an old preacher years and years ago say we have just as much Jesus as we want. You can have a little or you can have a lot. Well, I don't agree with that old emotional stuff, preacher. If I had something I couldn't feel, I wouldn't want it to be no use for it. If it didn't change the way I felt on the inside, it would be of no consequence to me whatsoever and I wouldn't need it. But what I've got makes me happy. What I've got makes me sing. What I've got makes me shout. What I've got lets me lay down at night and close my eyes and know if I don't wake up again, I'll be all right. I've got something that changed the way I feel about things on the inside. If you're stuck worrying about whether somebody's going to see you shed a tear, if you're stuck worrying about, about what somebody else thinks about you, you need to get out of that rut and you need to get to the Lord. You need to call on Jesus and be worried about whether or not you know him personally. Because in the end, it's who you know that makes a difference. In the end, 
It's who you know. And do you know Jesus? It's whether or not you know him. I can read you in the Bible where people have done many wonderful deeds, had done many charitable works, and they professed all those to the Lord. And he said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. So if you know Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. I love you. Remember, Jesus shed tears for you. He, the Bible says this. Well, preacher, that was just about Mary and Martha and the story about Lazarus. My Bible says that God is no respecter of person. If he loved them, and the Bible said he did, if he loved them enough that his heart was broken when he saw them in the church weeping, he loves us in this day and age. Now listen. Remember Gideon? He was threshing wheat and hiding it so his people could eat. God's people were in trouble. They prayed. They cried out. God sent deliverance. Remember Moses and the children of Israel down in Egypt. God's people were in trouble. They prayed. They cried out. God sent deliverance. We're in trouble. We're hurting, folks. We've got people going hungry. And it will probably get worse. The only hope we have, as Bobby's son, is in Jesus. That's the only place we can turn to. Well, preacher, I'll just live off love. Well, listen, you better trust the Lord. You better call on him because there are some things. I can't produce an egg. You can't produce bread. We have to have something to eat. And there are times, now listen, you remember Elijah? Remember Elijah? The Lord produced a meal for him, didn't he? And he went on that meal for 40 days. God knows what we need. Amen. If you will trust him and you will cry out to him, he'll hear your cry and he'll answer your prayer. I don't know how long we'll have to go on with this, but I do know I've got a friend that will see me through. Mm -hmm. I do know I've got somebody that will be by my side. I do know I've got somebody that will never leave me, that will never forsake me. And I'm not special. Me and you are about in the same boat. We're both God's little children. And God loves us. Yes, he does. Jesus loves you. If you don't take anything away from anything I've said this morning, remember this. Jesus loves you. Amen. Folks, let's keep praying. Jesus. Now listen, there's been times I've displeased the Lord. And I know that's caused him heartache. But when he sees his people hurting, he's just like me and you. I've got three boys. If one of them wants to call right now and say, Dad, I'm hurting, I'm in pain, it'd break my heart. That's the way the Lord is over me and you. He loves us so dearly. He'll see your tears. He'll answer your prayers. If you'll just call on him. I love you. Appreciate the wonderful, wonderful singing that we got to hear the good spirit that was sung with and I, I hope we can get them right back here and most of all I hope that you've got peace in your heart this morning I hope that you know Jesus because until you know him you'll never have peace oh Jesus wept he's crying because his people hadn't talked to him He's crying because his people hadn't learned to depend on him yet. He's crying because his people 
has turned away from him in huge broken cisterns that can hold no water. Oh, that our people, now let me leave you with this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will heal their land. Do you want a healing? Do you want it to go back like we had it? Do you want to be able to congregate together and praise the Lord? Do you want to be able to hug one another's neck, shake one another's hand, and go to the Walmart, and go out to eat, and go to the movies, and this, that, and the other? The first thing we've got to do is humble ourselves, repent, and call on the Lord. Peter, Peter cried out, didn't he? Folks, I believe whenever he said that, that he betrayed the Lord three times, he wept with bitter tears. The Lord's waiting on you to get concerned for yourself. When you shed a tear, he will. And when he cries, he'll do something about it. Let's pray. Let's beg God to heal our land. Let's do what we have to do. And if you've put something in between you and the Lord, get rid of it. Move it out because our country and our nation is hurting. Well, preacher, what's my life got to do with it? Asked Achan. Israel lost a battle and 36 men were killed because Achan refused to repent. One man can make a difference. Let's pray. Let's cry. Let's plead and beg God to help our country. All right, I love you. We're praying for you. God bless you.